Welcome everybody to this episode of the Bengals Pre-Snap Read. This is our inaugural episode. Remember last year we told you that when season started training camp, we would start right away with our favorite team, the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm Steve. I'm Kurt. And this is our first episode. I hope you guys like it. Uh, we are huge Bengal fans. And can't wait for the season to get started, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so now it's training camp. We didn't want to go through the OTAs. We didn't want to go through the rookie camp. We wanted to start strictly with the training camp. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, well, I think it was last Saturday. Last Saturday, they had the big open house for people to come in and watch the Bengals practice. And they had a huge crowd. Huge crowd. We went down. But we didn't go in. We kind of got distracted because there is a casino in Cincinnati. So we yeah. kind of got distracted. So it cost us like 100 bucks, Right, to go to the free Bengals training camp. But there's a lot of stuff coming out of training camp, depending on who you listen to. Yeah, so let's I, go through. So let's, let's start off by going through some of that. Well, our main thing is Joe Burrow. Right. As is you know, he going to be healthy? Right. Because as everybody knows, Joe Burrow was hurt last year, last season in week 11. I think 11 it was a, or 10, something like yeah, that. He was hurt, had the bad knee injury. That's been all the talk, the knee injury. And he's ahead of schedule. He's a young guy. You know, um, torn ACLs are not what they used to be. Um, the several quarterbacks have had him. I think uh, Cam Newton had one. I think Deshaun Watson, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, so the big mystery is, is Joe going to be ready? So let's talk about what we're hearing from training camp. Um, last week we heard – that Joe just looked horrible. Yeah, we, yeah, we it, did hear that. Yeah, he was just horrible. Uh, they said he was something. What did you say? You gave me the numbers yeah. yesterday. Um, and this is shout-out to Tony Pike. He is just the most depressing individual. When you listen to his previews every day on the sports channel here, three times a day, he is the most depressing individual there is on Joe Burrow. Yeah, is he really? I, don't, I don't care if he's a former quarterback. And what he sees, please, just give, just give us a little uplifting news. So what did he say? Well, according to Tony Pike. According to Tony Pike, last week when the Bengals went seven on seven, and, you know, it, look, if you're listening to our program, you know what a seven on seven is. Um, he was, uh, I believe, now don't quote the numbers, either eight of eight, nine of nine, or ten of ten. Okay? Burrow. Burrow was. So um, that that's great. But, you know, there's nobody there. On When they put the whole team together and put a rush on and did short yardage, goal line uh, passing, he was 2 of 10. Now, I personally take it as maybe our offensive line is not completely fixed, but the offense is really – is usually farther behind than the defense. And – I don't know if you realize the people out there. I would say we spent in the last two years about two hundred and fifty million on our defense. When you look at BJ Reader, you look like Wands from Minnesota. You look at um, Von Bell, Mike Hilton. So you're looking at in the range of two hundred and fifty million. Um, they re-signed Hubbard, the defensive lineman Trey Hendrickson. We signed from New Orleans for sixty million or so. So you're talking about $250 million we've spent. That doesn't include re-signing Jesse Bates when we have to. That's the highest one. 
So when when Tony Pike tells me that the defense looks good, I'm like, okay, good. All right? I love it. I love it because our defense is horrible. Yeah, they should look good. I'm okay if Joe Burrow throws 12 touchdown passes and 10 interceptions if the defense gives up eight points a game. <laughs> right. Okay? right. I'm all right with that. Right. Um, I don't understand why anybody wouldn't be uh, overjoyed with these reports of the defense. Right. Uh, Mike Hilton came in from Pittsburgh. Mike Hilton came in with the attitude from Pittsburgh that uh, he's already instituted a fine schedule. You miss a play, you miss a pass, you somebody beats you, you put money in the pot. That really? came right from Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah, so – and so I, I'm ecstatic over the defense. Well, I just think it's like who, if somebody tells me, well, this guy looked bad in practice, in training camp, then in, in Burrow's situation I'm thinking, okay, so you're telling me that a guy with one with 10 games NFL experience who hasn't thrown a pass since week 11 of last year and is getting over a pretty serious injury, he looked bad during training camp, the beginning yeah. of training camp. And no training camp last year. And no training camp last year. And you tell me he looked bad, I would say, well, of course he looks bad. I mean, what do you, what, what do you think? Well, Chase, well, he's used to throwing the Chase. Well, it was two years ago. Yeah. In football years, it was two years ago. So I'm not really worried about I'm not that. either. Now, as of yesterday, Burrow looks great. Yeah. The, the, the new reports are, oh, he's, he looks great. Yeah. You, you know, I was reading this morning before we came down and came to the studio. And, oh, now he looks great. So everything's going to be okay. Well, look, according to Jay Morrison, who's a Bengals insider, according to Jay Morrison, here's what Burrow said yesterday. He said, I can guarantee my expectations of myself are higher than everyone else. If we get close to game one and this is still going on, maybe that's time to hit the panic button. So even Burrow was kind of saying, yeah. look, it's training camp. You know, we might be putting too much stock into how a guy getting over this injury looks. I think, that, but but as of, like I said, as of yesterday or this morning, they sent a report, the latest reports are Burrow looks great and he'll be fine. There's yeah, no, reason, there's no reason to get crazy about this. He'll be fine. I'm telling you that, with the idea that the defense looks good, I'm loving it. Because the Bengals supposedly have one of the toughest schedules in the NFL, which is really a – when you look at it and you say the Bengals got the toughest schedule, well, they actually play three playoff teams twice. Well, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and, uh, you know, Baltimore. Baltimore. Well, when we get to the schedule part, because that's one of the things – Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We, Yeah, we'll get to the schedule part and and – but all of that's overblown. It's a lot of that's overblown. I think I think one thing that happens in sports is these guys have to figure out how to say something every day, every day. Not just on yeah. not just on Saturday and Sunday. They got to figure out to say something every day. Um, but okay, so training camp. So the other big news is Joe Burrow is not going to play in the preseason. He's not playing in the preseason. That's what they. That's what they say. That's what all of my sources say. See, now I think that he should play in the preseason. I think that he needs to. And when I say play in the preseason, you put him in there one series, he hands the ball off to Mixon. He's in the shotgun. He throws a swing to Mixon. He's in the shotgun. He throws it down and out to uh, 
C.J. Uzama. Out. There's no way he can get sacked on any of those plays. You know what? Anybody close, he gets rid of the ball because you can't hit a quarterback now. I just think he needs his feet wet underneath the um, the team. Now, if somebody's going to say, well, what happens if he gets hurt? Well, you know what? What happens if he gets hurt in the first game? Uh, then they're coming for real. Right. Now, I wouldn't put him in when they have the rookies in there, the crazy kids they are trying to make the team. I'm talking about, say, game two when I'm assuming this year game two – Maybe game three, because usually game three in the preseason is when they play a half. But since there's only three games, it may be game two. What's the difference? You know, put him in there for a series, let him get, and then that's it. He don't have to play the rest of the preseason. Just let him get acclimated to the system. I think it's a bigger issue that the NFL needs to decide, and the teams need to decide what the preseason is. And here's the thing. When we have four – preseason games if your team goes four and oh a rival team would say that doesn't mean anything it's the preseason if your team went oh and four they'd say that doesn't mean anything it's the preseason right. if your team is oh and three and wins the last game they say oh well, now they have more momentum for the yeah. next game. yeah <laughs> you know every every no matter what happens in the preseason, if they go two and two and you lose the first two, win the last two, oh, well, the team is gelling together. Right. So what is the preseason? What is it? I don't, I don't even know what it is. Now, last year, didn't have a preseason. No. And everything was fine. You know how, you know how normal everything was last year? Brady won the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's yeah. how normal the NFL was. Here's Tom Brady again, even without a preseason. So – what is the preseason? It gets to be, for me, it gets to be a little confusing because now they're saying Joe Burrow's not going to play any preseason. Well, we don't need him to play preseason. But now take a look at this. Last year and a couple years ago, we had an uh, offensive lineman on the right side who shall remain nameless, Bobby Hart. And everybody that watched the Bengals games said, this guy needs to be out. And what would the coaches say? Oh, no, we see him every day in practice. Right, right, right. We know what the deal is. We see him every day. Okay. But still, the eye test says he needs to go. Okay. So if you see these people every day and you, make, and you can make these, um, these conclusions on whether or not they can and cannot play pro football in game situations and you see this in practice, then why do we need a preseason? Because what they'll say is what what coaches have said. Well, we need to get the guy in there in a game situation and see how he looks. Because they even have that last preseason game, depending on what happens here, whether or not this guy makes the team. But wait a minute, you got another guy here that is a low percentage effectiveness in blocking. We see that in the game. We 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 watch it. But you say, oh no, I see him in practice. I, you know, we know he's ready. Well, why don't you just do that with everybody? And then skip the preseason. I you think, see what I mean? I think the preseason is basically for, you know, they have a 90-man roster. And they cut down. So, 47 guys aren't playing. Well, I shouldn't say no, I shouldn't say that because I think they've expanded the practice squad to 16 players. Right. So, I think the 40-man, I think the preseason, well, I know what the preseason is. Basically, 
for rookies and free agents to give them a shot to show in game situations what can happen. I understand what you're saying. If we see him in practice, we know what he can do. You know, I understand that. But I think that that is really the basis of the preseason is just to anymore, just to give these guys a look and see, okay, who are we going to keep and who are we not? And even – you know what? And, and I think it comes down to um, like your like your high-paid veterans. Um, okay, we got a running back that makes $4 million, and we got a running back coming in that makes two 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 hundred fifty thousand. In practice, you know, we're not really hitting each other. We go in the game, and the 250000 is kind of on the scale of the $4 million. You know how money is in the NFL anymore. That $4 million guy. I mean, Giovanni Bernard, he made too much money. We had to get rid of him. And that's just the way it is in the NFL anymore. I kind of felt sorry for the rookies and free agents last year because they really didn't get a shot to show what they got. Because you, you've seen the, the things on TV, the priest, they're half-assing it, half-speeding it, and it's got to be in every camp. Except maybe, you know, when they fi- have the final scrimmage. So I, that's the only thing that I can see anymore. I mean, you're pretty much set going in. This is our starting lineup. You know what I mean? It's just the backups. Well, and money wise, how they can scrunch them in. But still, but even with all of that, still, you get a guy that you drafted. Or that you traded for, let's say, a young guy, and we say, okay, now here's your shot. Here's your here's your shot. You're an offense. You're a tight end on offense. Right. Here's your shot, Steve. You're gonna get in there and show us what you got. Okay. So the first play they call is a running game, a running play up the middle. We want to see if you can block, and you block a little bit. Then the quarterback throws an interception. So now you're back on the bench. So then the next, so then the next series, the uh, the running back fumbles. You're back on the bench. Okay, now game's over. I said, well, Steve, you really didn't show us anything. Just, well, what was I supposed yeah. to do? But so, the, so the point is, the point I'm making is, and I understand what you're saying, but taking a guy like, well, let's let's just use an extreme example. Taking a guy like Tom Brady, and you're going to say, well, Brady doesn't need to play any preseason because he's Tom Brady, <laughs> you know. Well, we need to put him out there and just get him loose. Really, you do? You do? Tom Brady. Tom needs to get a little loose. Aaron Rodgers needs to get a little loose. He don't know what to do yet. So now you take a guy like Burrow, and here's that defensive lineman over there looking to make his bones. And I'm I'm, I'm not saying he cheap shots Burrow, but I'm saying he gets banged around. So I don't don't know. I think – and maybe this is why I'm biased on this. I think they need to get rid of the preseason. You know, you need to figure it out. Your coach at X amount of dollars a year, all these guys have been playing football their whole lives. You need to figure it out because these preseason games, just for the reason you said, people get hurt because they're out there half-assing it, lollygagging. The, the veterans are. Yeah. And then the other guys are looking to make a, make a hit. You know? <laughs> you Probably know practices I mean? are more dangerous than, than the preseason. preseason because you got – you know, I'm just going to say Tyler Boyd half-assing it, and there's a right. corner wants to make the team, mm-hmm. and drills Tyler Boyd coming across yeah. the middle. I don't, I don't know. But the only thing is about Burrow is the reason I think he should play is Burrow 
And it's just it's just human nature. And we've had injuries before, whether it's a knee or just a hand or anything. You don't know it's well until you get hit. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so I would rather him get hit in the preseason and realize, look, my, my leg's fine. Then fucking, you know, bouncing around out there like he's doing. He's, they said the other day in practice, somebody came close and he lifted his leg up, you know, out of the way. Right. You know, he just, I would sure. rather him get hit, not in the knee, but hit up top and just drove into the ground. Right. You know, and where, okay, my knee didn't fall apart. You know what? Okay, I'm fine. Well, and but it's if, just human nature. But if you're Joe Burrow, if you're Joe Burrow and I'm the coach, and I say, okay, Joe, look, you know, you know we're gonna, we want you to scramble around a little bit on this. Now, I'm not putting any of the starting offensive line in. <laughs> you say, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Don't don't see if this guy can play while I'm back there. You 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 put my guys in there. You know, don't don't experiment with this left guard while I'm in there. And I think that's a lot what's going on. Maybe Zach Taylor is going to say, look, we need to fix this offensive line. And I need those guys to get game experience more than I need Joe to get well, game experience. Because they had to be a cohesive unit. Right. Maybe I need those guys. And we're not. We're going to put Finley out there and let, let him run for his life. Um, anyway, so and I you, think we've covered the basis of our whole team depends on Joe Burrow and the defense, literally. Yeah. I would say. I mean, if our defense, we were like 30th last year. If we went up to 15th, I'd take it. Yeah, 50% improvement. Yeah. If my and, math is right. <laughs> and uh, Joe Burrow has a halfway, like his rookie year, 30-some touchdowns, 10 interceptions. We're going to win. Yeah, we're going to win. So what's the next thing we have on our agenda? All right, so look, let's talk about the schedule. Uh, I'm just going to go. We have a 10, week 10 is a bye week. Okay. So let's just start between week 1 and 10. Okay. Okay, so we have Minnesota, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Green Bay, Detroit, Baltimore, the Jets, and then Cleveland. But here's something important in the schedule. Yes. You know every year we have that – three weeks in a row where we're on the road, almost every year. And usually that can be torture. Well, this year it falls on week six, seven, and eight. And here's the good news. Week six, these are all road games. Detroit. I'm week, going to that game. Week seven, Baltimore. And week eight, the Jets. So there's not much travel. We can come home after each game. Because, you know, in the past we've had like Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, or even uh, uh, Denver, you know. But this year we're pretty much yeah, pretty much at home, kind of. We'll, we'll get home every night. Um, so that's good. So the second half of the schedule is Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, Chargers, San Francisco, Denver, Baltimore, KC, and Cleveland. Now our three-week home stretch is Pittsburgh, the Chargers, and San Francisco. So that's pretty good. Yeah, Pittsburgh. I don't think it's going to be that good this year. No, we played them a week. We're gonna we're gonna find out early what the Bengals have because our first week is Minnesota. So, yeah. So, so that's we'll see uh, what the defense has because if they can stop Dalvin Cook, 
yep. then we'll beat them. And that's the head coach is our boy. Yeah. Uh, Zimmer. Zimmer. And right. the quarterback, he's one of those uh, – um, he's messing up the whole Minnesota system because of the corona shot. Oh, I know he is, and yeah. they're pissed off at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they might be in a little disarray. I might just say to him, look, I understand if you don't want to get it, that's your own prerogative, but you're in the NFL. Right. Get the goddamn shot. Well, well, if pissed, you take the whole team out, yeah, they're pissed off at him. Oh yeah, they're pissed off. So let me give you the win probability. So let's do one in the Minnesota 10. game. I'm gonna do one through ten. Okay. So Minnesota, our win probability is thirty six percent. Well, that's not too good playing at home. You wouldn't think so. No. And then we go to Chicago. Yeah. With Andy Dalton at the helm, probably. Yeah. It's 44%. I hope Andy Dalton is starting that game. I don't want to see that's the first game Justin Fields starts because they just go berserk. Right, Honest. right, right. So, for right now we're 0-2 according to that. Um, 40, 44%, that's, well, almost, that's, still, that's almost 50-50. It's still under, according to this thing here, if you want sure. by the percentage, we're 0-2. So, Pittsburgh, at Pittsburgh, is 32%. Okay, we have a good chance of beating Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Now, usually we can't beat them here. Right, we usually we beat them at Pittsburgh. Year. Yeah. So we're zero three according to this. We come back home to Jacksonville. We, we come back favored. to Jacksonville. Sixty-one percent. Okay, that's Monday night, isn't it? Uh, it's uh, eight p.m. game. I think it's a Thursday night. Okay, so we're one and three. So then Green Bay and Crybaby Aaron Rodgers <laughs> come to Cincinnati, and we're thirty-one percent. And, and these are at home, or 31%. Yeah. One and four. So then we start our road trip that I talked about. So we go to Detroit first, and that's 55%. We're favored going to Detroit. Who is in favor going to Detroit? Yeah. So then uh, we go to Baltimore, and that's 23%. That's the worst one we've had so far. That's pretty bad. And we don't have A.J. Green no more because they couldn't cover him. Yeah. <laughs> Then we go to the New York Jets. Got to be favored. 59%. Okay. So then, right before the bye, Cleveland comes here. Oh, God. 29%. 29. If if it's 29 when they come here, what's it going to be when we go there? (laughs) Well, I can tell you if you want me to tell you. Yeah, go to the next 10. Okay, we'll do the next 10. So then we have the next. Yeah, well, the next the next half. So yeah. then we have a bye week, and we're hundred percent, hundred percent guarantee of a win. So out of the bye week, we go to Las Vegas, Nevada, forty four percent. That's not bad to go on the road mm-hmm. to Vegas and almost be a fifty fifty. Then we're back home to Pittsburgh. This starts our three week home stretch. Okay. Back home with Pittsburgh, forty percent. So what were we there? Thirty nine. Thirty two. 32. So now it's 40 somehow. Uh, we're going to beat them. Chargers. Home game again. This is the second home game. 51%. 51% against the rookie of the year, the so-called best quarterback in the draft since Burrow didn't go. And, and we're favored. We're favored. San Francisco the following week. Got to be favored. 43%. That's bullshit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're horrible. <laughs> Uh, maybe they, maybe they have. Well, maybe they have. Uh, they have some momentum going, I guess. <laughs> so then uh, it's Denver at four o'clock in the afternoon, thirty-six percent there in Denver. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think we've ever won in Denver. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Dennis, back home with Baltimore, 31%. So what were we out there, 20, 29? Out there, we were 23. 23. Well, now we have some uh, experience, I yeah, guess, we have and some, now we're 31%. Yeah, we get the home crowd in it. Then Kansas City comes here. Oh, this ought to be good. This is week 17. Kansas City is here. It's going to be cold. 36%. Yeah, Kansas City's cold, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Then we go to Cleveland for the grand finale of the season. Where the playoffs are on the line. Playoffs are on and the line. We are 18%. Close, 21%. Mm. So all total, the Bengals win probability percentage for this season is an average of 39%. So the over and under is six and a half. According to this, you should bet the under. Should bet the under. Now, our projected wins are 6.7. Okay, that's over. Now, let me ask you this. The over-under for receptions on Chase, what do you think the over-under is? Total receptions that year. Not touchdowns, but just over receptions. Over-under, I would say 72. Ooh, man, that's close. It is 77. So I was under. And they're going to take the over, and they're picking the over. They think he's going to have more than 77 receptions this year. I hope they're 40 yards downfield, each one of them. They're thinking – they're saying that the Bengals could, if everything lines up, could have three um, receivers with more than 100 targets. Wow. 100 targets. And, of course, they're talking, yeah. about, they're talking about Chase Boyd and um, Chase Boyd and Higgins. Yeah. What, uh, what do they say about the defense in there after we spent $250 million? They don't. They don't say anything about the defense? Not in this. This was more Oh, this is schedule. fantasy football. Yeah, thing. this is yeah. more about the schedule. Yeah, so, yeah. So there you have it. So if the over-under is six. Six and a half, I think Six and a half. I'm telling you right now, when we get out in the desert, a short month from now, if you listen to the show, you know Steve and I go out to Las Vegas for the first week of NFL every year. When we get to the desert, I'm still taking the over. I'm taking the over. On the Bengals, which I've done every time. And we've lost. Which I've lost every time. Every time. But there could be some shockers in there in these I'm games. I'm taking uh, Chase as Rookie of the Year, too. Yeah, well, I think listen. he was 8-1. to one. Re- Was he? Yeah. Well, that's not bad. No. So if you put your usual $2 down, yeah, you win 16 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you get a, that would that'll be enough for the Uber to get you halfway <laughs> to the airport. <laughs> oh, man. so Big-time gamers. Big-time, big-time players right here, Jack. So I guess what we're going to do is we're going to keep following the Bengals through training camp. Seeing what's going on. We already have the next show all lined up. It's going to be some good stuff. So that wraps up our first episode of Pre-Snap Read. We hope everybody enjoyed it. And uh, please log on and check us out on social media. And listen to our other regular shows. They'll all be listed there. If you go over to Podbean or anywhere you podcast, you can find us. And uh, we look forward to interacting with everybody this football season. And I guess the last thing we have to say is... Who day? Who day, baby? Thanks for listening, everybody. I would like to sing the Bengals fight song. I actually know it. <laughs> <laughs>